Welcome to the Cutting Onions Podcast. This is Bobby Shaw, alongside, as always, my co-host, Miles Gift. This is a little milestone for us on the Cutting Onions Podcast. This is episode 50. Wow, 50 episodes. Unbelievable. Thank you to all of you who've been with us along the journey as we've continued to refine our craft, try to produce content that's relevant, that's informative and fun, and hopefully there's been some value add to all of you who are listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please share this on your channels and tell your friends about it. We'd love to get some input. We'd love uh, to have some new conversations come from our relationship with our listeners. And uh, so please share this if you would. On today's episode, we are going to dive into an article written by Danny Klein from QSR Magazine, an excellent article called Why the Pandemic Only Made Fast Casual Stronger. And in this article, Danny does a great job of highlighting some of the really key things we've learned over the last couple of years regarding drive-throughs and culinary. Also, obviously, the labor shortage and how everyone is handling that. And also how technology is being utilized uh, to help those areas improve. He also talks about the evolution in store design and how stores are now being built differently than they were a few years ago. But as per usual for me and Miles, the conversation took a new direction where we started thinking about our staff and our teams that work inside of our restaurants. And as active operators, we think about this all the time. And as much technology has been invested in business and on the guest side of the transaction to make their experience much, much better in the age of COVID, it got us thinking about, are we doing enough to invest in technology for the team member, staff member, the people that are working every day to make it happen. And how can we utilize technology as an industry to attract better people and also to retain them? And we all know that turnover is an issue. So uh, it was a great conversation, had some great dialogue around that, and would love to get your thoughts uh, on what you think about that. And maybe there's something great out there that we just don't know. I know there's some scheduling apps and things like that, but, but how can we use technology to really leverage our influence and be able to attract and retain great people long-term that feel connected to us in ways that maybe they don't currently feel connected to us. So it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And again, if you're enjoying the podcast, please share this on your social channels. That really helps us a lot. And here's the episode today with Miles and I talking about that article. We hope you enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Cutting Onions podcast. As always, joined by my co-host today, the esteemed Miles Gift. Yes. Miles, good morning. How are we doing today? Excellent. How the heck uh, has your week been? Uh, Week has been good, Um, busy, and uh, unseasonably cold. Um, Out here in Vegas, uh, my son does football three nights a week right now from six to eight, and it is freezing, literally freezing during <laughs> his uh, his football practice. So, so you're saying it's actually technically cold enough to snow. It is cold enough to snow, and I am ready for pool weather. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, we got an inch of snow here last night in Kansas City after uh, the record snowfall last week when we were on the conversation with Ernie, when we were having a conversation with Ernie uh, from Meat and Bread, which, by the way, uh, if 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 uh, anyone out there has not had a chance to hear that conversation, I would I would highly highly recommend that you 
uh, pull that episode up last week and you listen to that conversation with Ernie, uh, incredible uh, young leader, um, now an owner operator for Meat and Bread, just really inspiring conversation. I know Miles and I talked about it off podcast, but but it was a great one. And I'm excited to get to Austin and have some meat and bread. So, but I'm bummed. I like it. <laughs> so actually, you you actually bring up a great point. So uh, we did decide. Uh, actually, we it's actually public because we decided on the podcast and it got published that way. We are going to go visit Ernie in his restaurant down in Austin, and uh, really excited about that. He opens uh, what is it, Miles? Like early April, I think, right? Like mm-hmm. April 7th or something like that. And so we'll go down sometime later after he gets soaked for a couple of weeks. But we're actually going to spend some time in his restaurant um, and we're going to shoot some video and maybe meet some of his team. And it's something we've never done on the podcast before. And uh, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but my daughter has told me that, you know, dad, you got to get video going. Video is the way to go for your <laughs> podcast. So I'm like, okay, Jameson, I hear you loud and clear. We're going to do it. And um, so we're really we can we can do this. Huh? We can do this. We can do it. We can do it. We <laughs> make a couple of, uh, you know, older guys, but uh, we're still young enough to get into the technology. I mean, come on, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we can handle this. So, well, we appreciate everyone joining us here. Um, this is just going to be today, me and Miles. But next week, we've got a really exciting host uh, or exciting guest coming up. I don't know. She may be it. She might be the host because I might be the one <laughs> listening. She might, she might be the one talking. She's of her own uh, podcast. That's right. So, so that that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, I don't know, Miles. We should probably give a little intro to that. So, do you want to kind of tee that up? Yeah, for you know, time? it's it, it for me. It's exciting. Um, she is a positive mindset coach. Um, so, and, and we, you know, you you were sharing a story with me a while ago about um on linkedin this positive story about this ex-nfl player that is a farmer you know and and all the negative comments that you right. even saw in this feed and it's just it's disheartening a little bit you know something so positive and so awesome that he's doing donating food to food banks off his farm and so i think the in and why i was you know drawn to definitely bringing her on was we need more positivity uh, in 2022 and we need people with positive mindsets that you know not only for for our community but for themselves you know it's because because we're facing really strange tough times and um you know i think that positive mindset just is is vital for people to hey tomorrow's going to come and it's going to be okay and it's going to get better and you know all those things and so i'm extremely excited to hear um, what she has to say and, and some of the things that she can tell our listeners and uh, wisdom that she's going to impart on us. I'm excited. And, and uh, you know, you know, we were talking about also off podcast that, you know, generally speaking, we're kind of predisposed to that positive mindset that, you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow and, but not everyone is. And, 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 you know, some people may have valid reasons, but generally speaking, uh, it's just not helpful uh, to be negative at all about anything personally or professionally or whatever. And, and so I'm really anxious to hear from Heather as well next week. So, yeah. but for today, we've got a really great conversation uh, that came off of QSR magazine just uh, this week, right? Just yeah. this month. Yeah. Yes. So um, excellent conversation. And it's just really talking about the pandemic and, and how it's really only helped to make the uh, fast casual segment 
stronger um, and, and, and really allowed it to achieve, um, in some cases, like pre-pandemic success. Like it's more than yeah, that. It's more than the records pre-pandemic, which is really fascinating. And uh, so Miles sent this over and it was a great read. Highly encourage you to pick it up and read it. Um, it was published by Danny Klein on QSR Magazine. And, you know, Danny writes a lot of really great articles. In fact, we should get him on the podcast. We should absolutely get Danny on the podcast. Um, and and so I'm going to let you kind of tee this up, Miles, but it was really great. And I think we'll have some awesome dialogue around it. Yes. Yeah. So for, for me, as I'm reading this, it just, it kind of tied together a lot of the things that we're talking about on here from, from innovation um, on the technology side to, you know, to the, the in-store experience that we had a podcast on and, and, you know, how do guests want to visit us and, and, and then the forward thinking leadership. And, and that can be, you know, whether you're in the insurance business, um, you know, we, I threw out the example the other day about churches and, and thinking about, you right. know, the videos and being able to expand that way. It's that, it's that positive growth mindset versus this is how we've always done it. And, you know, and Village Inn is probably gonna send me, you know, a nasty gram, I keep using them, but you know, it's, 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 it's that whole, well, this is how we've always done it. Um, what we're seeing now is a fad, it'll go away. We'll just continue doing what we've always done because we're comfortable here. And we believe this is how people want to use this and you slowly start to fade away. And, and so I think when, when you've got these leaders, like, you know, like you mentioned, the, the shake shacks of the world that are out there trying and innovating and growing and seeing the results. Yep. Um, both from a follow uh, standpoint on on like their apps and, and, and the, the information they're, they're pulling from that, which we'll talk about, or, or the traffic, which is to me, the traffic is the most important successful measure of a brand well over sales growth, because you can you can fake sales growth for a little while. Sure. And yeah. Great numbers. And, you know, you can, you can you can. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so. But if your traffic's declining, we know your brain's in trouble. Um, and so the health of a brand is growing guests. And then, you know, it's the, it's the, can you find new guests and can you keep them? And so um, I, I think it's extremely exciting that, uh, and, and, and I feel like we're a part of that, that band of restaurateurs that are looking for the next, what's coming, how can we get in front of it? Um, you know, this article talks about people that were, starting apps kind of when you didn't know what an app was and you were maybe you were big enough to afford it maybe you weren't but they got in anyway and then the pandemic hits and it's like they're you know 60 60 miles down the road of of having this avenue for the guests to use them and and you know lo and behold they're one of the the early winners on traffic and sales and, and all the things because they're they're innovating they're trying and i think that's that's where we're going and I, we talked off podcast just well, man i can't imagine a better time to be a restaurant leader person uh you know ever than what we're doing now because it's tomorrow is so unknown and it's man does it, does it get any more exciting than <laughs> than every day um of what we're doing so so this, for me, this, this article, just as, as I kept reading it, just drew me in and drew me in and, and was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know? And so that's why I sent it over and was like, man, we need to, we need to talk about this. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when I think about this and kind of how the article starts, I really like it because I think sometimes people, it's been around now long enough, this segment, that people don't realize that it's only been around since really 1993. So fast casual is not, I mean, it's not that. The segment itself. Yeah, absolutely. The entire, I mean, you know, technically, technically it was 21 and 2014 and it could drink, right? So now you, now you, now you look at it, right? It's about to turn 30, right? Really. And I'm just going through this whole way. Yeah. 1993 start, right? And, uh, you know, and, and as it kind of talks about here, you know, kind of that was such a new category. I don't think anyone really knew what to do with it. And um, I like how it calls it. It was just really largely a real estate deviation or maybe even a distraction. And uh, but but, you know, certainly with Chipotle and with that model, um, you know, it made the economic model work, work really effectively. Um, And it goes on in the article to talk about how, um, you know, that continued to grow post Great Recession. So from really 2007, eight on through really up until the pandemic, there was just rocket ship growth in that segment. Fast casual uh, became uh, a, a huge overnight, overnight success. Um, but what is interesting, though, is that uh, the one thing that was never a part of any fast casual restaurant, um, maybe except Panera, but I would argue Panera is not necessarily fast casual. That's a whole other that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was no drive-through, right? They were they were lacking a drive-through, and um, which which really kind of spawned the rest of this article. Like, what is some of the innovation? What is some of the technology? What are some of the things that these brands are all doing now to capture some of that, you know, pandemic traffic? Uh, with non-traditional ways of being able to do that, whether it be a mobile app or a drive-through or online ordering or third-party delivery. And, and, and so there's just um, this, I think, re, reset about and a change in mindset really about, okay, you know, we're going to do some things that maybe in some cases we said we would never do. Yeah, would never right? do. Or, well, I, think, I think the fast casual space <clears throat> initially and all the way up to pre-COVID was viewed like you, you've got this QSR yep. and then you've got, you know, casual dining out there. And there's that, like, it talks about the white space in the middle. And so I think, I think it came in and it looked to the casual dining, both from the people that were running it and from the people that were using it as a guest, it was like, it's dine in, but it's a little cheaper than casual dining. It's a little faster than casual dining. And that's where it always looked. And it never looked to the, QSR side with the drive-through and the fast and all that, even though it was, you know, again, faster than casual. And so I think, I think COVID changed that. And I think that it made the space look to QSR and the drive-throughs and because of the casual dining, you lost traffic. Sure. And so there was no way of having that dine-in side anymore. So it it had to look down to the little brother with the drive-through and say, how can I be more like that? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, there's a great piece in this article on the concept called Kava, which, which is a really great little concept, you know, more Mediterranean style food, yeah. but how they were already working on some initiatives pre-pandemic, you know, in terms of some of the digital experience that 
you know, everyone seems to be playing in now that space yeah. now, but they were doing it. They were already planning it. They just had to launch it sooner than they thought. And which I think is really, really great. Right. And I, you know, one of my favorite marketers in the world, Seth Godin, I just love uh, what he says about this is like, you know, you just have to ship it. You have to ship it, whatever it is, whatever it is, right. Whether it's the new iPhone and he tells a story about Steve jobs, that that first iPhone, like it wasn't, as good as it could have been like it wasn't 100 percent ready but he launched it he shipped it right and it changed the world it literally changed the world so you know and i love that is that you don't you don't always have to have it i mean it's never good it can always be better right but you you know you have to manage attention so obviously with the onset of covid and with no dining rooms you know covid shows all right look we've got this kind of going so we're going to launch it you know, and I'm sure there were bugs and I'm sure there were things that they had to work through. Right. But that's what, that's what great organizations do. They figure out how to, how to take what they have and make it work for them. Yeah. And, and it talks about their, you know, one brand pre COVID uh, 20% of the orders were digital orders um, surged to 80% during the, yeah. the high COVID months. And then it's kind yeah. of leveled off at, at around that 50% mark. But, but again, pre pandemic, thinking about how you're set up internally, how do you handle that business? And, and again, I go, I go back to why I think this podcast is so awesome is, is I think that translates into to every type of business, just the things we talk about have to be restaurant, but how, how people use every industry has changed. Yeah. And you've got to have that mindset of, okay, how they want to use me has changed. How can I best fit that? Right. And am I doing things to be the leader in my industry or am I sitting back saying, you know, they need to go back to the way they used to do it or uh, yeah. it'll change. So, well, and I think it's helped to, I think this has helped, you know, with fast casual kind of really for the better part of probably 15 years, really starting to lead the charge and so many of these different initiatives. And then you look at some really great QSRs that are out there who've been really successful over the years in and out. Chick-fil-A, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that there were some, there are some great things happening in the QSR segment as well. But I do think that, that uh, certainly um, when, when, when you think about the last couple of years and you think about the, um, the use of technology and the use of some of these different processes and initiatives and systems, it's been really fascinating to watch it kind of, kind of like, go to the next kind of the next wave because I think about Unforked. So, you know, the little brand I run here in Kansas City, we're, you know, three stores, I can call it three stores now, three stores. And, you know, we have a mobile app, you know, we have online ordering, <laughs> you know, we have a uh, curbside, um, you know, so, you know, we, we, we are doing things that I promise you three years ago, we're just, yeah kind of a thought maybe someday in the future right. and you know if we get much, big enough yeah you know much like kava you know we in 2019 like we had no idea that there was going to be uh covid but we had partnered with doordash we, you know we've gotten online ordering we switched our pos system from micros to toast we you know we had we, we're way more nimble uh from a technology standpoint because we wanted to be relevant we wanted to stay relevant right and we yeah. didn't want to get well, left that's- behind that's the whole struggle, right? Is, is staying relevant. Absolutely. 
And so we had to embrace that uh, technology and we had to get to a point where we're like, okay, like we're going to do this. Like, do we really have the financial resource to pull all this off? It's going to be tight, but we're going to do it anyway. And we invested in the business. And I think, I think technology has made us ask ourselves, the question has changed. And it used to be, you know, so let's say five years ago, and you're thinking about um, an app or, or anything like that technology that maybe hasn't been proven out, you don't know what the return is, and is it, is it money or flushing? The, the question has gone from, can we afford to do it, to can we afford not to do it? And, Absolutely. And even though we don't know what's going to happen, we've got to we think we've at least got to start the process or try the process right. with all this new stuff. And there's so much new stuff and you get, you get flooded with, with all these companies out there, you know, contacting you, Hey, do this, Hey, do that. Hey, do this, you know, and, and happened to me yesterday again, where it's like, Hey, we, we do this. So can we show you our, you know, do a little webinar and it's like, Oh, you know, yeah, I can't afford to say no anymore. Right. Because right. it's like, I'm busy. You know, the, the, the answer used to be, I'm busy. You know, I'm doing the same old thing the same old way and 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 I could afford to say no, but but now it's like, yeah, I'm going to take 30 minutes and see, see what your product is and see if I can, you know, put that to use in a better way and be more efficient with what we do. Absolutely. And, and, and what I love about this article from Danny Klein is, is that then it goes into, okay, so all of that we already know, right? We already know. We already know people had to embrace technology. We know that People got mobile apps, people did curbside, people did online ordering, people were using it in third-party delivery. But what I love about this is, and, and this is again, part of the story around uh, Kava is, is like, uh, and the quote is, is that we made the pivot, but now we're in a place where we're sitting on a treasure trove of data. Yeah, the data, right. What, what do well, we do? Like, right. what do we do with the data, right? And so, you know, you mentioned all the, all the calls you're getting and all the, same things on LinkedIn I'm getting, right? Like, hey, I want to show you this. Hey, this, you know, this is great. So we have all this data. What do we do with it? Yeah. Like, because it's not just the transaction anymore. It's mm -hmm. what's the component for loyalty? And I thought it was loyalty. fascinating yep. that yep. they said that uh, Chipotle had less than 10 million loyalty users in December, 2019. Yeah, They now have like 24 and a half million. So yeah. like, that's more than double in just a couple of years. So and I'm one of the new 24 and a half, you know, the extra 14 and a half million. That's I'm one of those, you know? Right. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's the challenge of how do you um, not just make it a transaction on the mobile app and make it super easy to order, which everybody wants, but how do you build a relationship through that? Well, well, so I was, I was in Louisville recently and, you know, I was going to dinner and I was like, I was, I was you know, hankering for some crab legs. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to Red Lobster, you know? And so on my way over, um, you know, I hit up the, the app just to see, you know, what's in there. Um, and my wife's actually the one that's really gotten me doing this because every time she goes to McDonald's, right, she brings up the app and she either has something or gets points and I'm always getting free teas and, you know, it's great. And so I was like, all right, so I'm going to do that. So I hit the, the Red Lobster app, brought it up. And because I had just had a birthday, I had a free piece of chocolate cake. And I'm like, you know, bonus, you know. That's amazing. Okay, right? Yes. Yeah, amazing. So so I go in and, you know, I get my cake. And so then I'm flying home. And so I looked at it again, just, I don't know, curiosity. And then I had all like some new rewards in there. And like, I was like, okay, so so now I'm like, okay, when, when can I go back and, you know, get these rewards? 
and I hadn't been to Red Lobster in, in a long time just right. because it's not been in our cycle, but I was right. by myself and it's like, where do I feel like tonight? I went, I went and, and now because they were sticking some rewards in my app, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to visit. And at yeah. the end of the day, isn't that, don't they win because of that? You know, yeah. getting me back in again. And Absolutely they do. Because it's going to, they're going to get more in incremental, you know, sales from you than the price of that chocolate cake, right? It's like, incrementally, right, yeah. they're winning. Yeah. And you know, you're winning and, because you feel valued. And, you know, and, you feel like you're now connected to them. You have some yeah. sort of a relationship. Like, I'm special. They just gave that reward to me alone. And so, so I'm going back. And, and advertising is about how much do you spend to get a new guest? And so if, if you can spend, I mean, what's the price of that cake, you know, two bucks, Yeah. if you can spend $2 and get somebody back in your door every time, because if I don't come back in, I don't redeem it. Right. So for $2, they got me back in. So they gave me a $2 discount essentially, you know, off, off my $60 meal. Right. I think they say, yeah, every time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. And this has me thinking about something that's not in the article, but it's just something I just want to throw out there. And, and maybe it's a challenge for us to maybe get someone on here who can really talk through this with us. But, you know, we're doing so much on the consumer side of the relationship. How do we take that same focus, that same emphasis that we have on the guest when it comes to a mobile app and technology? How do we apply that to the team? How do we apply that to the staff? Mm. How do we embrace them in a way that they oh, feel more connected to us? Yeah, we're building yeah. a relationship with them. Does that make sense? Well, it's amazing, actually, because, you know, we discussed months ago, if we could change one thing in our industry, what would it be? And it was, it was you know, retention in our, our team. If I had, you know, 10% turnover in a year as a, as a brand, like that, that fundamentally changes my business. Absolutely. You know? um, and so, and, and so much so that I called you last week. You did, and, and I'm like, I'm like, hey man, just man, this is just just weighing on me and hitting me with, you know, I, I was thinking about that topic, um, and I was thinking it, as all these third party drivers were coming in, and it's like this is a whole new employment option for folks that wasn't there three years ago, and and people are right. making money online, whether it's YouTube or you know all these different areas yep. to where people don't have to come to a traditional job. And it was like, man, I was like weighing on me. And I'm like, what, what, what can we do? So, it, so it, it went back to that and you're right. And like, that could be something that we definitely need to talk through because a loyalty app for our team is amazing. Nobody, no, you know, I mean, yeah, we, there's things out there, the birthday cards and, you know, um, contests, all the traditional stuff, but I haven't seen an article. I haven't seen anybody talk about that like a loyalty program for your team and what if we tied that loyalty component to actually their performance like how do we recognize them when they take the next step in the career path like what is, it it's it because it, it's more than just the compensation piece right that's certainly important and absolutely essential of course we're going to do that or we should do that so but what about getting them feeling more like how do we get them to be really really an ambassador for us like you know we talk about brand ambassadors on the guest yeah. side yeah. we don't really talk about it on the team side and 
you know, how do we, how do we tie that loyalty component to them to make them want to stay, right? And encourage them to develop and encourage them to develop their replacement, you know, encourage them to take the next step in the career path. I think that, I think that's a, and, and maybe there's something out there that we just don't know about. But well, you know what's 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 funny, and why again, why I love this podcast is, so I was talking about the 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 meeting that I made for next week about this these people that called, their their product is you know you, so <clears throat> timers in the back of the house when you've got you know a six channel timer and you got twelve or fifteen right. products that you're right the labeling and the for new people and training on it, it's it's just kind of a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, and so, so I, I actually experienced that uh, here in the last couple of weeks. And so, it, it, really good timing on their part. But the product is a back of the house timer that's much more interactive, and it's able to be clearly distinguished as to, as to the products. But then also within that product creates um games efficient like we're always trying to create contests right sure. who can do the who can sell the most lemonades all that stuff right this product creates creates competition within your back of the house stack nice and you can do that in in one unit you can do that across a brand and create competitions um that way and so that's why i was like okay you know, i love that right and so so yeah so so it's always hard to create competition. Like I just said, you can, how many lemonades do you sell? How fast is your drive through? Yep. It's so much easier to create competition and rewards and be able to understand productivity in the front of the house. The back of the house has always been tougher. It's like whatever, maybe you get a portion of the front of the house. Um, if you get orders out in, you know, X amount of minutes but individually, this helps track personal performance. And so oh I was like, I'm very intrigued by that and and just you know your your comments around that uh you know well timed well that's why i love this podcast too because that's not at all what we were talking about it just <laughs> got me thinking about it that everything and i think this is um you know we're always so you know we're always so hard charging when it comes to how can we get faster how can we get better how can we increase average check how can we reduce the speed of service you know mm -hmm. how can we make the food hotter all great conversations and all conversations mm -hmm. we should be having, but what about the staff, you know, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. really top of mind for me because I'm getting ready to open a new restaurant, you know, which means we're going to have 60 new people running around, yeah. you know, and how do yeah. we maintain that excitement around that new store opening and how did, how did, how can it always feel that way? You know, that, that excitement. And, um, I think there's something here to definitely explore. And, 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 and I, and I love the idea of having competition between, between stores and between the locations. And then it also gets me thinking about just from a communication standpoint, like I remember years ago at Freebirds, we were just exploring, we didn't end up pulling the trigger, but we were exploring on a way for us. So how do I get in front of a hundred restaurants all at the same time? Like, how do I, how do I do some sort of a video you know, maybe once every other week or, you know, maybe once every Friday or, you know, just a few minutes, right. Just where they can hear from me, you know, they can hear about where we're going as an organization, you know, that sort of thing. That's a whole nother thing. Right. And maybe there's right. something in an app like that where, you know, you can upload videos and, and, you know, you know, people can get on their phone and watch those things. I just think, again, it's the, 
it, it's the whole conversation around loyalty. We know the labor market is the toughest it's ever been. We know that uh, people are at record rates still leaving jobs. We, so how do we retain those people? Because I firmly believe that there is a generation of people that are out there right now in restaurants who want to feel connected, who want to feel mm -hmm. connected to something that is going to be bigger than themselves. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I mean, I 100% believe in the, the statement that's out there. It's, it's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's, not the X's and the O's, you know, it's about your people and not necessarily the game plan. And when I was talking about this, I, I'm envisioning standing in a kitchen and, you know, three people in, in polos and slacks or something looking at a kitchen and talking about how it should run and the efficiencies it should have. And then totally not ignoring, but, but not engaging the team that's standing right beside them that does it every day that watches them. If I can, I can have the best, most efficient layout in the world, but if I have people in there that don't care. That's right. If we do, hundred orders in an hour or four orders in an hour and don't get, you know, or I could have a team that just flat gets it and it's the system's not set up efficiently, but they make it happen because they're rock stars, right? They care and they're, they're encouraged and they're motivated. And I'll take it. Obviously the win is combining the two, you know, a great system with great people, but for sure. Um, I, I, I definitely, you know, I think that's it. Um, so appreciate you bringing that up. That's yeah, no. Uh, well, I appreciate you starting the conversation. I, I, uh, for me, it's, you know, I'm just thinking about Ernie, you know, and I'm thinking about his restaurant in Austin, meat and bread. And I'm thinking about, we're going down there and I'm thinking about how can we maybe have a conversation with Ernie about what this might look like in, you know, in his restaurant and how can we help support him, you know, right. as a, as a new owner operator of his very first restaurant. Uh, I just think that there's, there's so many culture touch points that you get through, through this sort of thing we're talking about. And I think it can't be far off. And again, maybe, maybe we're just not aware of it. Maybe it is out there. I just know that um, when I think about like orientations for new employees, you know, yeah. a lot of places are already doing online onboarding, right? which is on one hand, super great because it does relieve some of the administrative burden from, from the GM or from the team, but are we losing anything in that culture conversation? You know, that, yeah, you, you know, it's interesting. I had that, I had that conversation yesterday about the onboarding process and we were going back through it um, and, and trying to redecide what should be digital. What can we, you know, get done so we're not sitting there doing paperwork for an hour. Um, get done before the employee comes in. And so so the question was posed to me. Um, so we, we were going through all this orientation, paperwork and things to cover. And it was, should should the new employee, and keep in mind, we, we talk about our age, so I know it's gonna come, come through here probably a little bit, but she's like, should, should we give them something and, and go through it or should we put it online for them to, to have access to and I and, and so for me it was both right this should yes it should live online and they should be able to go back and right man if we sit there so you know and go through the relevant items with that person you know maybe highlight it talk through it and have real conversations because we've both been through 
the digital stuff is you're scrolling down the screen and you kind of briefly talk about it. Is there an impact there? Usually not. You know, is there anything that sure. sticks out of that? Usually not. But if you so we were, we were talking and it goes back to that that guest experience that, that you and I talked so much about and, and we were actually having it around our team. But it, it was like I want them to have a positive experience and orientation and someone that isn't rushing through this to get to the next task that that maybe in a year from now we decide look the the, the physical paper book form in front of them isn't where we want to be. But for now, until we know we've got a great orientation process with which proves retention, then I want us to really sit down and I want to make that person on their first day feel like there is nothing else going on in this company besides them. And so, you know, we're going through, we're making sure that they they hit all of the points that are that are important and necessary. And um, so I think that's, I mean, yeah, that, that orientation piece is so vital and is so missed by so many people. Absolutely. I just know a big focus, the focus of this podcast is building culture. And so, and that, I think that goes all the way around, you know, certainly at, uh, it's the operational side of things and how can we be more efficient? How can we be better? Cause that helps create a better environment, but then just how are we engaging with our staff? So, so I look forward to, uh, you know, digging into that more uh, over the uh, next few months, because I think that there's a, I think there is a, uh, I think there's something there. Yeah. And there's a gap. I think there is. We, we talk about the, the, again, the restaurant gap, there's a, there's a, a, a gap of, cause we've all been there. We've all been that new employee where it's like the world is spinning around us and everybody else knows what they're doing and going about their business and, and you're kind of, you know, okay, uh, what's going on? You know, and here's your thing. See, you have a great day. And it's like, exactly. Here's a yeah, t-shirt. I mean, here's an apron. Here's a hat. Uh, you know, go for it. Here's your trainer. Here's your yeah. trainer. I'm using my airplanes. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I think there is a gap. This is, this is awesome. This is, this is why I love doing the podcast with you, Miles. This is good because, we didn't have any of this conversation earlier and it just all organically came out of this conversation, which is realizing that the restaurants in this segment, you know, fast casual segment are, are, are starting to rebound and they're starting to see great success. Like oh, you yeah. said, pre pandemic success, which is, which is hard to imagine. Uh, and, and a lot of it's coming in on the digital side of things, which is even more of a reason I think to put more focus on our staff too, because it is challenging. Like I know when we launched the mobile app, it's rolling out in two weeks. When we launched the mobile app at Unfork, I know it's going to be, it's going to change the mix a little bit. It's going to change, you know, you know, probably a little bit of the third party we're getting a little bit of the drive through business we're seeing. It's going to change things. And we have to make sure that the staff is, is totally ready for that. And again, that's, that's an important part of that culture. That's an important part of that culture piece and making sure that, that, you know, they're involved, they're engaged. Uh, you know, we were talking about off podcast that we did a big menu ideation day yesterday at Unforked and we made some pretty amazing things. We made an ancient grain bowl. We made a PB and J taco. We're going to be doing the Wagyu beef taco this summer. We did an edamame hummus, but guess who was right there in the middle of all that, the team, right? The staff, right? right? They were getting to taste it. They felt connected. They helped me yeah. make it. 
Yep. And it was just such a cool uh, way to do that. So now I'm thinking about, okay, how do we build on that in the future? Like, yeah, right. do we record that? You know, just, just as an example of, of, you know, how we, how we engage our staff and, and uh, because in order for us to do the type of business that we're talking about doing in the segment, we're going to need to retain those people. Like you're talking about, what if we could reduce our turnover? What if we could, what if we could cut it in half? I think the industry average is 145. What, what, what if we yeah. cut that in half? Yeah. And it's only, you know, 72 and a half. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That totally changes our business. Totally fundamentally changes our business. <clears throat> you know, I was talking to another, uh, another person last week and leading an organization. <clears throat> and so this decision was made for the organization above him and he wasn't consulted like, and he's like a leader type, you know, position and, and, and wasn't consulted in the decisions that were made. And it's like, okay, you know, come on, we're like, how, how do we, how do we get there? How does that, how is that the culture of, of, of things that are happening? And, um, you know, all of this information that we had in this article, which we didn't get to 10%, you know, we only got through 10% of it because I think, again, I think what we realize is that yes, all of these things are great and technology is great and it's gotta be a part of what we do. But once we get into that and through it, what, what we always come back to is the people. That's right. Who's executing it. And, and That's you know, right. it's, it's whether digital is 20% of sales or 75% of sales. You know, I was, uh, I was, I think I told you the other day when we were chatting, I was in a, I was in a payway, right? And there were three people working in that payway. One, one lady up front running around like a crazy person and two people in the kitchen. She was, she was handing out all the dining orders. She was packaging. She was taking orders at the register. She was answering the phone. And it was like, this is, <laughs> this not only is it impressive, you know, but it's like, right. this is unbelievable, you know? Right. Um, and I'd, I'd never stood in that long of a line at Payway before, you know, but it wasn't her fault. It wasn't the, the two guys in the kitchen that were making, it wasn't any of their fault. They're doing a phenomenal job. Absolutely. But, if we, uh, you know, 75% of nothing is still nothing, you know? So if we don't, <laughs> if, if, we don't if we don't have people to execute the sales or to execute whatever strategy that we come up with. Um, so that is a perfect segue to, I mean, the article, this is such a great article. Everyone should read this. Anyone in the restaurant industry should read it because it touches on everything, not just the normal stuff, not just sales, not just drive-thrus, not just online third party. The article ends with this, with just what you said. So, and it talks about the labor and culinary. <laughs> it's even in this article, right? So on the labor side, it says, and this is coming from Brett Schulman, who's the CEO of Kava, says uh, that COVID has awakened people to their surroundings. Who am I working for? Why am I doing this work? What's yeah. the greater purpose behind it? But what he says, and we agree, is it's imperative for any brand to be able to clearly communicate that having a positive impact on the communities that we serve, that's going to motivate people to come work for us and to stay working for us. I love that. I love that. And, and, and then the article goes on to say, just as fast casuals continue to lead with service, decor, and experience, menu diversity is going to offer brands a leg up in 2022. Moving to comfort food when the crisis spiked, 
now people have palate fatigue, right? People want, yeah. they're, they're not just looking for, you know, chips and queso, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, he, they say that in the initial phase of the pandemic, they talked to friends and pizza was all they had two or three times a week and they just got tired of it. Yeah. Um, and they began to explore things and they found brands, they found restaurants that offered a little bit of different, differentiation, different, differentiation. How, why can't I That's say easy that? for you to say. Thank you. Um, so they're talking about differentiating. Thank you to differentiate yes. themselves between themselves and other people. Uh, and it says that those type of things have helped to accentuate the differentiation um, for this segment, the fast casual segment. Uh, so that focus on food and that focus on freshness for the guest is important. And they still want those things. Yeah. You know, which. Well, it, which it, it was. It, as I'm thinking about that, that payway experience, it was, we were sitting there, right. And a long line, even after we, we got our stuff and, and kind of people sit down and <clears throat> we look up and so there were three employees, right. And we look up and all three employees are gone. Just, you know, you know, the payway, right. As you walk in, there's a cat right there, the kitchens open right there. They're all yep. gone. And yep. a line was starting to form again. And so we're, we're watching and it was probably 30 seconds. It felt like 30 minutes. But or it was it was uncomfortable for me. Why you know, right, seeing it? This, yes. like, I'm like, I, and I told my wife, I was like, I think they walked out. Like, like that would have never crossed my mind, you know, three years ago. But I'm like, I think after what I was watching and how, you know, super people they were being, I was like, I think they just left. Yeah. And eventually one of them, you know, the, the front of the house person came out of the back and started, you know, and then the, they, but I was like, for a minute, I was like, I think I'm going to have to run this place for the next, you know, <laughs> I'm going to step right in. I'm going to step right in. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, and this is a perfect, perfect segue to something else. The article says, I think it's really important for everyone to hear is that the thing you have to remember is if you don't have team members giving great hospitality, you don't have crap. We've got to take care of that initial thing, which is getting our team and getting our guests happy. Right now, those are the two things that should be tattooed on the inside of your eyelids. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. That's well, good right. stuff. And it's yeah, right and, on. And I think I think with everything we're doing, technology and trying to, you know, we're getting all this loyalty data. What do we do with it? Are we giving yeah. the right, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's got to be a clearly defined balance of, and you've got to be more organized than ever and 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 have a, a great strategy and i've got time for engaging the guests and have, what are we doing with that data and what's our plans and are we doing the right things but then it's got to be balanced and mixed with the team totally. and and what are we doing there and how are we engaging them and how are we giving them loyalty and etc i love it what a great conversation miles thank you as always for uh continuing to add so much value to our conversations and just really challenging me and 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 uh as per usual you know we came up with a couple of more podcast episodes out of this <laughs> out of this conversation and uh but i think that i think that this is uh this is really critical for us i think on both sides of the counter you know the guest side and on uh, the team side so yeah I'm sure awesome
and it, as always, it gives, you know, I had a, a day planned today, but I'm going to have to change it based on what we talked about today, because what I had planned today wasn't nearly as relevant as what, you know, what I should have been doing probably. So. <laughs> well, uh, we look forward to seeing you all back next week with Heather Hakes on the podcast. Uh, she'll be joining us next week. And uh, again, she's all about the positive mindset, which uh, certainly really resonates with us on the podcast. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you back next week and you have a great week, Miles. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Cardinalities podcast and that discussion around the article that was written by Danny Klein from QSR Magazine. Super fun conversation. Please join us next week on the podcast where we're going to take a kind of a new turn on the podcast. We're going to have a positive mindset coach on next week, which I think we can all use a positivity, some positivity right now in the world, don't you? So we're really proud to have Heather Hakes on next week uh, to join us for a great conversation about the positive mindset that, that we all need to have. And we're looking forward to that. So thank you so much again for your continued support of the Cutting 90s podcast. Please share this on your channels and tell your friends about it. We'd love to build the listenership and uh, continue to reach more people uh, in the restaurant and hospitality industry with some great practices on how to build strong people cultures and how to continue to uh, move the business forward. So thank you all again very much. We'll see you next week.